gentlemen, and welcome to another Disheltic Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Yeah! <laughs> wow. Yo, what's up? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific Connor himself, Zilius. Greetings and salutations on this quite beautiful Thursday night of February 8th of 2024 in the year of the Lord. Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, the Thursday Hangouts, a live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. If at any point during the show you would like to add your voice, a question, a comment, an opinion, please do so by dropping it in the chat, be it uh, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. I tried to figure out the Twitter thing, but you, apparently you, it changes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's X, bro. It's X. No, Give no. it time. Twitter. Or Instagram, apparently, like it's a unique key every single time you start, and I'm like, that's that's ridiculous. What about like Snapchat or MySpace? Just go all in. MySpace. I don't know if MySpace has the capability to host us, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you like, I said, if you have at any point need to have your voice heard, please do so and drop it in the chat. We will try to add your question, your comment, your subject to this show. If we do, unfortunately, run out of time, we will add it to the very next show. So, without further ado, let's jump right into it. And the first question actually has to deal um, with... Uh, with Twitter? No, with our show. And that is, oh. someone has asked me, where the hell are you coming up with these names for the episodes? And the answer, my friend, is watch the show. Because I will grab a random line or re-sculpt a random thought that's mentioned on the show. And that becomes the, the name of the episode. And I'm glad Charlie does that because I can't remember what I said or heard like four words ago. So like after the show, I don't remember anything. And I'm going to be brutally honest with you. There are times where I will have one of those aha moments. Like uh, there's probably some great one-liners that, that are said during the show. And I've totally like zoned out because I'm lost in the topic. Um, so sometimes I just have to grab onto that uh <laughs> that line that just popped up, even if it may not be the best. So it may not be the first line and it may not be the best line. It may not be the last line, but it's there. We, we, we get it. It's percolating somewhere in your mind. Yes. Um, I, I did mention this right before the show started. I know that last week it was a little weird for everyone who's tuning in. I think on Twitch, uh, you guys kept getting bombarded with uh, random ads uh, I have turned the ads off for the Thursday night hangout, and then I'll turn them back on when I do my regular streaming, um, because we are an affiliate, and we like to, you know, it, it would be nice for Alter Confusion to survive um, with ad support, so we don't have to constantly be asking people for money. I will be boycotting Alter Confusion if I have to watch ads. Oh lord. Okay. Anyways, let's. Well, it's like there's a new sports like network thing that's supposedly coming out uh -huh. but you know, i don't know if you heard about that it's like abc espn etc uh -huh. but apparently they're not gonna let you record the sports shows which defeats but, the entire purpose because then you can't like fast forward and rewind and etc so you have to watch it live so it's like like going back in time but streaming it's like going pre-streaming because it's not even like a dvr because at least for there's you know, five to ten years there pre-streaming where you could at least use a DVR and record yep. or earlier if you had a TiVo. Yep. So, like, we're going way back. Yep. Um, fun times. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into it, shall we? Uh, the first topic we got to talk about is um, 
Asus and MSI uh, have had to make an announcement or a proclamation, uh, and that is that they're extending their warranties on a couple of their uh, OLED screens because mm. apparently they are getting lots of uh, burn-in uh, issues. I mean, I've heard that was always an issue with OLED, especially like the first generations um, had issues with that. And if you think about video games, like if you're a hardcore, like, you know, if you're someone who's putting like thousands of hours into some games, which some gamers do, yep. oftentimes you have that same, whether it's a health bar or your character, like something in the, literally the same place on the screen the entire time you're playing. Um, so that's probably where that burden is coming from. And some of those gamer, like probably people are watching TV. Like it's not an issue because it's always changing and et cetera. Well, but yeah, not, not necessarily. If you're watching oh. like, you know, your, your ESPNs or your news channels that always has the ticker. Sure. Basically what yeah. the thing that the things that are most likely to be burnt into a screen are like toolbars and, uh, your, your user interface that does not move. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think my screen's LED still. Yeah, I don't have any LEDs. I'm all LED at this point in my life. Uh, so basically... I just want my 85-inch plasma TV. So all of the... Jesus, plasma. Heavy as shit. Um, I want to heat my entire room with one TV, okay? Hey, that's what I do in the morning. That's why I want to upgrade to an 85-inch plasma, because it can actually heat like my entire condo. I, yeah, I don't have the 85-inch. I've got the 50-inch plasma, and it does a pretty good job of keeping everything toasty unfortunately it also uh basically nukes any ice cubes that are in cups that are in front of the tv <laughs> which is kind of sad because by the time sometimes you know you get distracted you get up and then you come back and what was a tasty beverage is now a very watered down mess sounds like a perfect like warm globe for a pet to sit on yeah that too Thankfully, you can't sit on the screen. I mean, I, I guess you could technically no. Mm. It would take a it would take uh, take a probably a full charge from an animal to knock that thing over so it could sit on it. But so there's, there's still time, is what you're saying, huh? There's still time for your dogs. Yeah, exactly. Figure it out. Anyways, so basically, the Asus and MSI, um, they're a huge. One of their like main product offerings is the monitors, these screens. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, if you do have one of those uh, OLED screens, your warranty is being extended from two years to three years. And and here's the really good news. The warranty apply to all of their OLED monitors, including the latest models, ensuring customer confidence in purchasing from their brands. So <laughs> it's not like they're just trying to uh, you know, the backlog of previous models, it's even the brand new models are uh, going to be part of this deal, which makes sense to me. I mean, I mean, for me, when it comes to screens outside of like basically dead pixels on arrival, yeah. they really should last pretty much forever. Yeah. I mean, screen, I mean monitors, TVs, et cetera, like for the most part, you know, unless you need to upgrade for more Hertz or better pixels, et cetera. Like they generally last as long as you want until you feel the need to upgrade for whatever reason, yep. which I can appreciate. 
I, my secondary monitor is probably a 10 to 15 year old monitor from back when I was in Minnesota, but it still turns on and emits diodes at my eyes. Eureka. Okay. So, um, the next topic that, uh, seems to be on the tip of everyone's tongue is, uh, we're going to go in reverse order here. Um, oh. there is a bigger story from the company I'm about to mention, but we'll go with the, the cooler and funner one first. Funner, okay. is that more fun? I can't never remember. Let's do Funnerist. Okay, Funnerist, and that is, of course, that uh, Overwatch 2 it has apparently teased a cr humongous crossover that's going to occur in the near future, and that, of course, is they're going to do a crossover with Cowboy Bebop. Yippee. Come on, Celius. I mean, I don't play Overwatch anymore, and I never actually watched Cowboy Bebop, so I'm obviously not the target demographic at this moment. Um, I don't think Overwatch 1 did really any crossovers. Um, yeah, that's, I, guess they're I, think that's, I think that's the I big thing. I guess they're thing. taking the smart route. I think that's the big thing is that that uh, this is probably, you know, as a result of, of uh, my... Uh, Microsoft influence, but and also uh, Overwatch Two being free to play, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes, it's free to play. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so there's gonna be a crossover with Cowboy Bebop for those who are still playing Overwatch Two, and you're curious as to what characters are gonna get the reskin. I could tell you right now, and that is Spike Spiegel's skin will be on Cassidy. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. And then there are some hints about um, some of the other skins, uh, and that being Faye Valentine, uh, possibly a skin for Tracer, and Vicious, the bad guy in the uber bad guy in Cowboy Bebop, uh, for uh, um, Genji. What about the Corgi? Okay, so so this article. Um, it's very important. They, I mean, they, they jokingly said, and, and, and it's probably won't happen, but who knows? Uh, they jokingly said Edward and Ayn. Edward, of course, is the bad hacker and Ayn being the corgi. And that is, uh, Edward is, uh, Ash and Ayn is Bob. I can actually see that as Bob. Cause he's, you know, a, uh, robot basically who just comes out from Ash. So. Why not? But I mean, you know, it's it's uh, as an anime fan and the the just the avalanche of anime that seems to be now pouring uh, out of everywhere. I swear to God, I, I've got Crunchyroll, I've got Netflix, I've got hell, Hulu has uh, has anime as well, and so does Prime. There's a ton of anime that's constantly coming out, and it's nice. Uh, as much as I would love to say that I've been going the purest route and doing it all subbed, uh, that's not the case because I've have to work during the day. So dub is easier. And thankfully the vast majority of this anime is, uh, a lot of the anime is being, uh, dubbed and that includes the ones that are being simulcast, which is, makes me very happy. See, I'm going to go to the purest route here that I don't like crossovers because like in Overwatch, like each character actually has its own story and lore, 
when I'm playing any game, I'm playing Overwatch. I'm not watching um, Cowboy Bebop. Mm -hmm. So to me, like, it actually takes away from the core of a game. And this isn't just Overwatch, just in general. I'm not a big fan of crossovers. When you can use other game or IP skins in a different IP, I don't want it. Like, I would rather that the developers be original and create own new interesting skins for that game that are all shiny and snazzy instead of having people basically dress up as, dress up as people from other games. I, I'm just not a fan of crossovers in that regard. Um, I, I think it takes away from the identity of video games, mm -hmm. of the uh, of the game itself, to do crossover. I get why it's done. It's money. Money, so it money, 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 money. I totally get why it's going to happen, and it's going to continue to happen because it works and it's successful. Yep. Um, but I'm like, I love seeing in video games the original cool, character designs, original yes designs mm -hmm. that are created by the developers. I find much more fascinating than seeing designs I can see anywhere else. I got you. I got you. Now, uh, coming from uh, a dad of two, I could tell you that I have I have spent some money on some crossover <laughs> skins for my kids. Um, so it works. Yes, it does. Very much so. And uh, Paladin, they have um, crossover skins for uh, Ruby. Um, and in Brawlhalla, they have a crossover, they had a set of crossover skins for, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, so yeah, that we, we, yeah, we, I, mean, I know I rice has been doing the crossovers oh, for, for a long time. time. Yeah. At first, see, in, in my silly brain, when I first heard, and this, this, you know, crossovers is a thing that's been happening for quite a while now. But when yeah. crossovers first got announced, I got excited because I thought that that meant that in games like Smite and Paladins and Brawlhalla and Overwatch and all these things that have crossovers, that they're actually, it's not an actual skin, it's an actual character uh -huh. being added. And that got me excited. And then I got really sad real quick when I'm like, wait, wait, it's just... So my my unique character that I love, I can make it look like something that already exists on something else. Yeah. So I mean, but again, it's a cosmetic skin. Yep. And it, it adds no actual functional, you know, ponage to your enemy, then eh, whatever. I mean, I, the only benefit would be ooh, and this is something that'd be very interested. Is the original um, uh, voice act actors attached to this crossover? Because I'm because you know as as anyone who's played you know like Smite or um, Paladins or I don't think Brawlhalla though, but Smite and Paladins they have they utter phrases while they attack. So I'd yeah. be interested to see if there's you know. I mean, I mean that'd be Overwatch definitely has tons. Of, I mean that's a big deal in Overwatch or voice lines. The Cowboy Bebop voice actors would be that. That would be an expensive pull. I mean, I can't imagine how expensive purchasing a voice line would be if that were the case. Yeah, that would not be cheap. No. Or would they oh. just try to? Ooh. Just have AI do it. It's fine. That's what I was going to say. But then we're that's that's 
Okay, so you're crossing over from a different form of media. And I think that that would fall under the Screen Actors Guild, which has... I would have to consult my lawyer. Yes, I know. Quick! Someone call the voice actor lawyers. Let's see see what this is all about. They'd be like, oh, good question we'll have to get back to you sir like, oh okay uh i've got to actually uh call some of my clients real quick i'll be back later um but you never know um I, it's cool that that blizzard's doing that but speaking of blizzard let's talk about uh their new their new new overlord and that of course being microsoft and the shitstorm that they find themselves in right now uh, another video game shitstorm. Is it Tuesday or Thursday or a day that ends in day? Yep, exactly. And uh, it looks like uh, we, you know, we had we talked about the story. We've actually talked about this uh, in consecutive weeks now, and that is the fact that uh, there has been layoffs uh, mm-hmm. that have occurred at Activision Blizzard. Wait, wait, wait! They assured the FTC during acquisition times that this would not reduce the headcount and there'd be no layoffs that was not going to be a thing exactly and that my friends is why uh the ftc is now filed an appeal to reverse the merger <laughs> i'm like i don't know okay well let's be honest that's not gonna happen no but basically um for those who may not know is that um the promise that Microsoft made uh, about the merger is that Activision Blizzard would act as an independent body, and there would not be this kind of move to remove redundant positions. Um, now, yes, redundant. Uh, now, if you were to actually break it down, I believe that uh, Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, uh, if you were to look at the number of layoffs that have occurred, you would see that uh, since the merger, 8% of Activision Blizzard has been uh, reduced. And uh, of all the layoffs, I believe it's 88% of the layoffs for Microsoft have been strictly Activision and Blizzard. Um, One of the departments that was heavily hit, of course, was the eSports department. Yeah. Uh, And of course... uh, there was the that entire uh, department that was working on that new survival game, and of I course, mean, no, no, sorry, guys. I said the argument would probably be for Microsoft is that in those two cases is that they're not redundant. We're not just just not doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, for better or for worse, Overwatch League was already on its. You know, it was already getting the last plug pulled. Right. Um, as it's on life support and it's not like the survival game was moved to some Microsoft studio is just canceled. So the argument would probably be, which may not be totally inaccurate to be fair is we're not redundant. We're just not doing it are two very different things. Now here, here's, here's one of the arguments that someone in Microsoft said, and this is, this is just pure effing gold and that is that um microsoft 
was already planning to do layoffs before the merger happened. So they didn't do anything illegal. Okay. Planning and saying you're going to do it or not do it in court, two completely different things. That's very useful to, you know, I like to plan after the fact when it happens and be like, oh, I meant it to do it that way. Actually, we got memos right here that are dated uh, before the merger that this was going to happen. So it shouldn't have been that big of a surprise. Did we omit the fact that we were going to do it? Yes. But we were thinking about it beforehand and in our brains. Yeah. I strongly swear that I'm telling the truth about we had planned to do these layoffs. Yeah. Um, I dream about it every night. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I'm never a fan of the mergers and acquisitions because it typically never leads to any good. Um, I mean, I know that was part of the hope was like, oh my gosh, Blizzard Activision will have a better steward than, you know, Activision with Xbox, I mean, with Microsoft, but it's still probably going to be the same old shit. Right. I, I, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Microsoft has a decent record for video game publisher, but when you also own as many, you know, developers as they do, they're going to get some good ones once in a while. Right. Like, just you're going to fall into hits. So I'm not surprised. I mean, I would not be surprised at all if Blizzard can. I'd be more surprised if Blizzard actually turns around and becomes the Blizzard of old. I would be shocked if that happened. Yes. Because they're already so far into the Activision model. They get games as a service, is yep. really what it comes down to. They're all doing gas, games as a service. Um, so which from a I would say old school gamer perspective, typically we're not a big fan of. Nope. Um times are changing, I get that. We're not the target audience anymore. But that's just it's not gonna change because it makes the millions and billions. Uh, so, so just uh, there was an update from today uh, from a Microsoft spokesperson who stated, in continuing its opposition to the deal, the FTC ignores the reality that the deal itself has substantially changed. Since the FTC lost in court last July, Microsoft was required by the United Kingdom Competition Authority to restructure the acquisition globally and therefore did not acquire the cloud streaming rights to Activision Blizzard games in the United States. Additionally, Sony and Microsoft signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation and on even better terms than Sony had before. So basically, uh, micro the Microsoft spokesman is going, look, you're, you're, you're trying to change. You're trying to go after something that's not how things are now. So, well, that's, have you seen that? The other drama with Xbox apparently right now mm. is uh, like, I guess there's like rumors and acknowledgements that more Xbox, what were Xbox exclusive games mm -hmm. are supposedly become to other consoles, like potentially Halo and Gears of Wars. Um, and those games that like were the iconic, you know, Xbox games. Right. And I guess Xbox fanboys are upset about that because it loses some of the allure of being an Xbox fanboy, I guess. Mm. Um, which to me is just, 
I mean, if anything with Xbox or sorry, Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard, they're having more titles under their belt that are across every single platform in the place of the planet. Yep. And, you know, for Microsoft, and they've talked about that they want to bring their games to other platforms. Because the reality is they've lost this generation's console wars big time to both Nintendo and Sony PlayStation. So from a financial perspective, does it make more sense to just kind of cut your loss? I'm not saying don't make the Xbox anymore, but because you're past the point of your video games being able to sell the Xbox. That's just not happening for Microsoft this round. So does it make more sense to just release them on all the platforms and make more money that way? Yep. Yep. I, I think that's where they're probably at. And they've also mentioned specifically they want to bring Microsoft Game Pass to other platforms. Right. Which if you're going to do that, then it kind of also starts to exclude platform exclusivity a little bit. Uh, I'd be very fascinated to see how Nintendo or Sony would allow the Microsoft Game Pass onto their platforms. I'm assuming they would take a mighty hefty chunk out of that proceeds. Yeah. Um, Because they don't have to. So yeah, they'd take a small King's Ransom. Um, especially because at least Sony has their own Game Pass. Um, so it's like, why would we let Microsoft do that when we have our own subscription service? Right. And then who the hell knows with Nintendo? They just do their own thing. Nintendo's still baffled by online gaming, okay? So let's just leave it at that. Wait, do they have online games? They Some games have online capability. Ooh. It's good to know they're in the 2010s at least. Yeah, buddy. Um, so yeah, that's the you know you always had the rumors for the next generation consoles, mm-hmm. and that's what people are like: Is Microsoft can continue making Xbox for the next generation? I don't see why not. I mean, I think they will. I would be. Super- I will say that they did kind of lose their bet on the Xbox because remember that was the big thing around the Xbox 360 to Xbox One era. Mm-hmm. I remember us talking about their big bet was making the Xbox the media-centric console in your entire house. Right. Because they started to do the whole thing with like routing your TV through the Xbox and all that. Because you did that for a while, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and that was their big bet. And they lost. Like, ended up not working out that way, mainly due to dirt cheap streaming sticks. Kind of defeat the whole purpose of having your Xbox. Let's be honest. At at one point... uh... Even Sony was trying to push their um, PlayStation View through their sure. console. So yeah. Microsoft wasn't alone in that. It's just, yeah, Microsoft. That was, I mean, they were, I think they were more in on it than Sony, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was their big bet. Well, it's because um, they, you could, they, they were banking on you uh, falling in love with um, having their, the, the Microsoft like overlays and stuff to help enhance your uh, uh, viewing experience. So yeah, I'll be curious to see. It'll be interesting to see where all that goes because we all know they all want to lock us into subscriptions for life and never actually purchasing a game ever again. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to pause for just a second to thank the individuals who help Ultimate Confusion be the greatest and best that we could be. And those, of course, are the friends of the show. And so without further ado, 
Let us begin. First shout out we got to give is to the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. The next shout-out we got to give is to the AV Master himself. That, of course, is Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously White Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. Now, the next one is... Uh, Especially important if you're in the greater Atlanta area, and that, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic's unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. The next one is the music maestro, and that, of course, is Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Ultra Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he could do for you. And I know that uh, Zelius, um, I think Zelius knows this, but just in case, he is a red coat. Oh, good. I approve. Which, for those who don't know what that means, it means that he was in the marching band for uh, University of Georgia. That's why Prudus is such good content. Yeah, there you go. And the final uh, shout-out we got to give is to the original patron himself. That, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads, leads both the development team and system administration team working on satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile evangelist, Agile Axe, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading Agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, go to agileaxiom.com. Yes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that, of course, at this very moment in time, you're like, oh my God, how do I become a friend of the show? Well, it's quite simple. I will tell you right now. And that is, whoops, helps if I turn the focus on. There we go. Uh, Alter Confusion survives on love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, intermental beings, gods, demons, aliens, mummies, werewolves, like uh, any type of werebeast, truly, uh, supporters, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability to 
we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, we have two uh, tiers. We have the $1 tier, that's $1 a month or $12 a year. And what that'll get you is early access to our playthroughs, which by the way, the new early access playthrough, The Invincible, is now up for you patrons. And of course, the ability to participate in patron-only posts and polls. Now, if you're feeling extra frisky and you want to be listed as one of the friends of the show of every single Thursday Hangout, I highly recommend the $5 a month tier. That's $5 a month or $60 a year. And not only do you get everything at the $1 tier, but you also gain your name or organization added to the friends of the show section of every single Thursday Hangout. And Zelius wants to point out that uh, in certain restaurants, that is one coffee a month. And at Starbucks... That is, well, point six of a coffee. Yeah, it's it's not a full coffee, so you can. Well, I'm referring to black coffee. No, I know. Like I know. just normal, normal, boring black coffee. It actually gets you one. Anything outside of that, you're looking at excess. All, all the all the frills and whistles, um, which tastes so good. I'm uh, sure it does. I I will never drink that dirty water. You don't know what. But... You're just a bad man. Oh, please. All right. So some interesting news from the video game industry that can go could be really good or really bad. I'm 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 gonna be optimistic and say really good. And that is from software, the um from software's uh parent company. Uh of course from software is the the studio that's synonymous with all of the the souls games uh dark souls demon souls they also had this in my opinion a fantastic uh mech game called chrome hounds which was way back in the day now and i played they also had i never played it armor core rubicon which is supposedly really good yeah, uh armor core six uh fires of rubicon actually all the armor core is supposed to be awesome uh but this one is supposed to be even better and of course the other big name title, if you're not a mech person, but you are an RPG guy and, and you know, hate yourself some days because this game is hard as balls, uh, they are also and the people behind Elden Ring. So this company, the parent company, has acquired one of the co-developers of Octopath Traveler, which was a great game, but the storyline was bullshit. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to get into it. It's I, I felt like there were so many good things, and then it just fell flat for me. So anyways, here's, here's a fun tongue twister for everyone out there, and that is the fact that the uh, From Software's uh, parent company is called uh, Kitakawa, um, excuse me, Kitakawa Corporation. Okay. And the studio, the co-developer of Octopath uh, Traveler, the name of that studio is Acquire. Okay, so when you read all the news things, it goes Ketakawa Corporation has acquired Acquire as a subsidiary <laughs> subsidiary to foster co uh, collaboration between the studios and strengthen its gaming strategy. So it acquired Acquire. Which I'm sure if, uh, most spell checks is like, what is the wrong with you? And that greatly amused you. <laughs> it did very much so. And to be honest with you, the 
like Octopath Traveler was a very solidly made game, and and to add the that type of developer to your stable, we're talking about you know a chance of uh, of you know a bigger company getting some super talent. You're you got it, or they got it. So it's kind of funny. I'm looking at their website, mm -hmm. and like they have their products. They have a tab for mobile apps. Mm -hmm. Their last mobile game, mm -hmm. 2008. <laughs> I just find that kind of funny. Um, yeah, it's because you think about like the games they've been coming out with recently aren't really like the Octopath, you know, type of games. Yeah. Well, very action oriented type of games. Yep. So I'll be curious to see if on a game, you know, getting an Octopath type of developer, if they're going to try like, you know, a hardcore JRPG style of game, mm -hmm. which I would stay far, far away from because I'm terrible at JRPGs anyways. And I were to go like super hardcore, we have to get just the, you know, right mixture of parties and you can't just attack and heal. No, you probably have to have like the thief who steals the exact right shit from the right monster at the right turn of their attacks to get the flying mantis potion they can then make to then down the other guy. Same old I mean, but that's what happens in those hard JRPGs. Like you have to do that shit just right. That's not for me. To truly experience the game, oh. you have to know things that you're not supposed to know, but you need to know them. Well, no, like I do, I didn't play them, but I watched people play them. I know, like, they would take your thief character and just like randomly steal shit from all the enemies. Yep. And it's like, aha, this is that one piece of ingredient I've been looking for for the last like 20 hours of gameplay. I can now make it to beat the Omega Core enemy. Well, it's just like um, uh, the Final Fantasy VII to like unlock, uh, to get certain summons and stuff. You had to do like insane things. Yeah. It's you have one chance to run through this submarine and there is this one hallway you could slightly see to the left. If you run over there, you could go down the hallway and into a door and then you get this piece of uh, materia, which is like the magical substance. But if you miss that easily missable hallway and you run down it and you defeat the boss, that submarine blows up and you lost your chance to get that material, which you need to truly beat the game. But here's the difference. Hmm. A Final Fantasy game, now just to beat like the Omega extra random boss, you can still beat the game. A From Swafford game, you would actually probably not be able to beat the game. Like they would actually hardcore block you. Like, haha, sucker. Well, okay, so let's, there are not all of uh, Square Enix's RPGs have an easy ending. You need to find those optional things in order to actually survive some of these attacks. Fair enough. Anyways, so, you know, From Software's parent company gains the, uh, acquires, acquire, uh, one of the co-developers of Octopath Traveler. Uh, hopefully, that means that kick-ass games that I want to play are on the horizon, and hopefully those games won't kick my ass uh, like Elden Ring did. Uh, and just for the record, and I will fully admit it yet again, I put 38 hours into Elden Ring, and I could never beat the first boss.
there's a reason I'll, we'll probably put zero hours into Elden Ring. Um, probably do I'm the same way. I played Bloodborne, and I could beat the first. I guess he's not a real boss because he's not actually checkpoint. I was like, aha, after so many hours, I beat the first boss. But then you get to the next part, and you die to like these. I remember it was like these damn hounds. And then you go back, and I can play this not really a boss, but to me, he was a boss. And I have to go through it all again just to get the damn hounds. And like, no. I understand some people love those games, and it's all about get good, bro. And I realized that. I totally understand that. I don't have the patience or time to get good. Well, I will amend that. I'm okay with getting good in a game. Okay, so going down the road of difficulty. All right. A game, for instance, like Mass Effect, uh -huh. I'm happy to crank up, or kind of like those type of like RPGs from Bioware, yeah. I'm happy to crank up the difficulty because if I die, I just redo that battle. Yeah. Like, it's like not the end of the world, right? I'm like, yeah. okay. I learned like, oh, there's this random enemy over here to take down first, redo on super hardcore mode. I can do this. Yep. But in a game like Bloodborne, I'm assuming most of FromSoft games are like this. Um, like, you have to do like the last half hour run again to get to the save point that you haven't got to yet. That I don't have the patience for. So in Elden Ring, what would happen is I would lose the first boss and then I'd have to spend 30 minutes collecting ingredients nope. in order to like, you know, uh, power myself up enough so that I nope. might stand a chance. I I don't have the patience for that in video games anymore. Like, Not nor do I, I just, no, I get it. Like, but that's the great thing though, is there's obviously an audience for a game like that. People enjoy them for various reasons. And it's great having competition with different genres of video games for people to enjoy. I, 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 I'll tell you what, uh, there's a game that came out recently called Blaze Blue Entropy Effect. And it is okay. a side-scrolling button masher kind of rogue-ish uh, type of game. I will play that. I don't care if I if I die in that because I just jump right back in. And yes, you 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 lose all the power-ups from that run, but I, I don't have to do 37 steps in order for me to get rave for, to actually get back to the game. Yep, I hear that. Um, so uh, another bit of news. Uh, of course, you know, with all the layoffs and, and whatnot, and this, of course, was not just Microsoft. I mean, tons of companies are doing layoffs. A lot of um, big names. Oh, yeah, just just read the news, and it's it's a bloodbath out there. Yeah, the, um, uh, oh, shoot, I can't remember. What's the name of the company? Oh, it's confusion. No, uh, uh, Edios Montreal. Oh, uh, that's a name I haven't thought of in a long they, time. They, of course, are in charge of the Deus Ex game, and, of course, they hit a huge layoff, and apparently that's resulted in the cancellation of the next Deus Ex game. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, there, There is one ever so, like, I don't know. Like I think I, I think it's now once a week when I'm looking around at the news and stuff. There is one vital group of individuals that have their toes in the water of v, of the video game industry that basically say this is not the time to be involved in video games, and that that is the voice actors. Ah, uh. because they are. I mean, 
you know, it, it's constantly um, shit is changing by the second. And voice, because the voice actors, hopefully they're they're doing more than just video game voice acting. Because if they are, if they're not, I mean, then they're probably on their friend's couch by now. Because yeah. the, you just don't know. You're, a lot of these projects are not go, going to fruition. Um, and also, uh, just so you know, uh, when was it? Um, uh, Idios um, Montreal laid off 20% of the workforce last month. Yikes. So, you know, the, for someone who, even if you're a recognizable voice, uh, one of the, the guys that I read about, uh, he's the voice actor um for the lead character of Deus Ex and he actually came out and said that the um the video game industry is a disaster zone because of all this turnover and layoffs and restructuring and go find something else to do <laughs> yeah um it, yep i don't really have much more to add to that, but it's, I mean, it's kind of technology right now in general. Yeah. I mean, you look at like, I mean, Microsoft, I mean, I know Microsoft laid off people from the video game, but it's not just their video game department that they laid people off. Like yep. in general, they have Amazon. You've seen their, their layoffs. Like it's just, it, it's kind of, it's almost like a rebalancing right now of hires to hopefully sooner rather than later stop the purge of you know laying off the workers and kind of get back to normalcy as far as the hiring cycle goes mm -hmm. um but it, it, that seems to be the trend right now in tech and i'm including video game development in the realm of tech for this in terms of this where it's rough right now yes very much so and the the real sucky thing is the fact that the only games that seem to be safe right now are the remakes, remasters, reboots. I thought you were going to say, like, gotcha mobile games, too. Oh, that, too. That, too. <laughs> if they can make a game that a whale will purchase, more power to you. Yes. Well, there's there's a game. There's there's always going to be one game that will trip me up, and I'll be like, oh, 99 cents. That's fine. Oh, four ninety nine. Well, you know, I already did 99 cents. Because, yep. once again, once you... Once you buy in once, that's all it takes. Then the floodgates are open. Because you see how much more enjoyable the game gets because you spent that little bit of money. Yeah. You bastards. I, I hear that, yo. You freaking bastards. So, um, one of the questions I was asked for of Alter Confusion before the show and I wanted to ask Zelius, is there a current or past uh, animated TV show that you think would do well as a live action TV show? The, the, the person who asked the question would love to see a live action version of Rick and Morty, which it would really have to be the perfect Rick and Morty. See, I'm one of those people who I'm not enthralled or enchanted by the i'm a firm believer that some products are meant to be in a certain median mm -hmm. and they don't need to be translated to a different media mm -hmm. like 
I've said time and time again, like I don't want the name of the wind made into a TV series or movies. It's the perfect novel with the prose and the way it's written. I do not want it as a movie because mm -hmm. it couldn't do it justice. Mm -hmm. um, Harry Potter, I was always fine with being a movie because it's far from the greatest prose on the face of the planet. In fact, it's not that good sometimes. Uh, it does certain things very well, which I think actually translate well and great to a screen. Mm -hmm um so that's so it depends so like iconic anime like it's anime for a reason like why money aside because i know that's the reason why yes. but like from a let's just pretend we care about culture and the actual product you're putting out i would more be curious what product from an anime perspective could be improved and actually add benefit to the overall culture of cinema by changing it from an anime to live action i think might be a better question um and now i'm trying to think of an answer because i also don't watch anime as much no, as no, you animated so it doesn't have to well, be anime i'm putting it all on the same i don't watch much animation in there general you. whether it be anime or animation whatever it is mm -hmm. i don't watch a lot of it to be honest um and most of the stuff I do watch, it's going to be more of the fantasy sci-fi route. Right. Like, for instance, recently, like the Castlevanias and the uh, Fate Sagas and those type of things, which by and large, like, they just, they don't do well on the TV. Like, some do well, don't get me wrong, but they end up being, like, campy or crappy CG or like some other major thing that just makes it not as good as it otherwise should be. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff I'm very happy with it. Oh yeah. Arcane's coming. Um, like it's like, I couldn't like Arcane's perfect in the anime format. Right. Like, great. Like I don't. Yeah. So and I think the other issue went into also when you move something from, when I say anime, I mean animation, all, all of this stuff, yeah. to the silver screen, you also end up Hollywoodizing it and bastardizing it, kind of like we saw with um, Trigon, mm -hmm. where, you know, it's great in this one format, but there's so, there seems to be something about when you move it from animation to live action. Cowboy Bebop. Sorry, yes, my bad. I was like, I don't think it's true. Yeah. Yes, Cowboy Bebop. It's like, you lose that creative license almost. And you have to now standardize to the Hollywood norms and do focus groups and all this other stupid shit. Whereas it really feels like when you do it anime or animation, whatever it is, yeah. like you actually have the freedom to actually have creative license and do things on the cinema or on the TV that you just couldn't do if it's live action. Right. No, I, I, I think in my honest opinion, I think that it, I would rather see live action shows. I think there's some live action shows that the by basically removing the the human the live action element might actually improve it because you would you'd well first of all, um, one of the reasons why the Cowboy Bebop live action took so long is that um, the guy who played Spike Spiegel. Um, doing all of like the high kicks and all of the, the action scenes, he like hurt himself bad. Um, so, you know, that you take that out. Um, 
like I said, with the Rick and Morty thing, it would be interesting to see a live action Rick and Morty, but I think it'd be more of those, um, uh, what's the, um, basically just a fan thing that, you know, a bunch of actors got together and did, uh, a 10 minute episode or something. I, I don't think that it would be able to last, um, for the entire run. And also I think that like there, some of the animated comedies that are on TV, especially like, uh, on like Fox and whatnot, I don't think that they like the jokes and, and the, just the, the pacing would work with humans like live action. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't, I think I would bat. I don't think I could last a single episode of family guy. If it was live action. Uh, I don't know. Oh, we would, we would hate that human. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or how, yes, about, how about a live action Simpsons? I, I just, you know, I, Actually, one one episode of live action Simpsons. You're probably, you know, calling uh, uh, child protective <laughs> on the show. Yeah. You know, I, uh, it's an interesting concept. I'll, I'll say that. Okay, so question for you then. Yeah. You watched One Piece. Yeah. So, what made One Piece work well in the live action? The creator of One Piece is heavily, heavily a part of the the live action. Like if he does not give the sign off it does not happen so kind of like i was saying with the creative freedom where yep. they had the i mean i guess the opposite as they were creatively restricted yep. to the actual source material of the anime which is what you would want yeah the, the, yeah the the only downside uh, some people would there there are some uh one piece uh purists out there who will say but you're but they took so much out to do the live action look well, yeah. Here, here's 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 a fun fact about a lot of anime, especially One Piece and Dragon Ball Z, and a lot of these longer running animes. They fill it to the brim with fluff. Dragon Ball Z is the worst at it, in my honest opinion. This is the worst. It's like in this episode, Goku does a right kick, and Boma goes shopping with Krillin. For the rest of the episode. Oh, look, they're having a sale on, I don't know, uh, Bulbasaur skin boots. And it's like, and back to the action. Like, it, you could slim down lots of these animes that have a lot of fluff into, um, in my opinion, much more action-packed and, and enjoy. I understand that sometimes you do need a break from the 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 fight and the dialogue the the witty back and forth that occurs between some enemies and and or uh and and saying witty in a sarcastic way because uh, sometimes it's just you're just like oh dear god just just please please punch him why 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 are we still letting him talk so by the MA that I know much I actually think would work mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna butcher how to actually say this correctly is code geese or code geese yeah. I think that would actually work because that's more of like your kind of almost normal kind of spy type of show where it's like he has two lives type of deal. Yeah. So something like that I could see actually working. But again, it's not high in the fantasy realm. Right. Like we have like weird, crazy superpowers. I mean, you got some, you know, mech things going on, but right. that's no, not a new show. I mean, there, so that I think would work. Um now here's one that I don't think would work because it would be oh wait that's not the, what is this show called? Um, how about Record of Lotus Wars? 
I was thinking about that one. I don't um, think it, I mean, I think some parts could be done, but not the whole thing. I mean, it's classic high fantasy. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings in a way. How about Berserk? I so violent. I know it's so violent, but it it um, it could. So here'd be one that'd be entertaining. What's that? Kill the kill. No, Jesus! Oh my God! <laughs> you would have to put it. You would have to put it on a uh, um on you know like a an HBO or a Max or something like that. The amount of partial nudity in every single episode. Is astronomical. Yeah, I don't want. I, 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 I was thinking of ones that would never happen. I'm like, kill a kill would be. At the top. <laughs> well, I put it this way: if they didn't do it like the original kill a kill, it kind of defeat the whole purpose. Yeah, the the whole premise. Okay, sorry. Spoiler alert: if you haven't watched Kill a Kill, plug your ears for the next I don't know two or three minutes. But the whole premise is that clothes can control you. And that by wearing less, you can get stronger. And the hell, there's an entire squad of individuals who are naked because they don't want clothes to control them. It sounds crazy, but it's actually good anime. Oh, it's a great anime. It's just you got to get over that, you know, the the weirdness factor of the girl's clothes being alive and basically very revealing. Yeah, so. But I think we hear Mark... I I'm still thinking about Berserk. Yeah. I think it might work. I think it might have worked. Do we need somebody who's like very like the most machoist of macho men to be Berserk? Yeah. Um You know who would actually work well for it? Well, who? John Cena. Cause like when he goes into serious mode, like I know it doesn't happen often. Yeah. When he does like his serious face and like serious mode in movies, yeah. he's intimidating. Yeah, no, that's it. Ironically, I know this is totally off subject, but uh, but since you brought up John Cena, uh, there is a there is a character in Blaze Blue Entropy Effect that basically is screaming stuff when she attacks, and my my youngest son comes down and he keep, and he's like, why does why does your character keep screaming John Cena? And I'm like, what? And now that's all I hear is like, John Cena, John Cena, John Cena. I'm like, oh my God, what the? Anyway. I mean, I would love to be surprised because, you know, something probably original, like, for instance, a good example would actually be Pacific Rim. Mm -hmm. Like, that an original hearing about it, that sounds like an anime to me, right? Yeah. Like, that does not, or animated, whatever you want to yeah. call it. I'd be like, that's not going to work well on this TV. Yep. But it worked great. Yep. So it can work. Um, because you got, you know, big fucking robots biting big fucking monsters, and it was glorious. Absolutely. But, you know, you have to have the right director, the direct writer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and obviously it does not always work. No, no, it does not. Yeah, so... Yes, I do think Lotus Wars could actually work. Again, you'd have to have the right circumstances. Yeah. You just couldn't you know, do anything. But I do think of the animes, I do think that's one that would be one of the more straightforward and easier ones to do, honestly. Well, I, I, I thought that Cowboy Bebop would have been easy, but I was proven wrong. And I would love, you know, I think the Trigun is another one that could, st if, if they actually kept it, you know, to either the anime or 
I'm a I'm hoping that I actually get the manga collection soon because they're supposed to come I was supposed to get it as my own personal Christmas present, but it got pushed out to April of this year, so I'm still waiting for it. Yeah. That, that you're you're gonna be waiting a while still. I know, I know, and I'm very saddened by that. But anyways, um yeah, I'm, there's there's just so much anime right now that my brain is on overload. But um, going, you know, going the anime route or animated, seeing it live action, it, it just I think it truly will come down to the right people, be it the actors and the writers and the scene designer or the set designers, because yep. you could have the best thing but if it looks like shit it's gonna fall flat okay. yep so we have one more question and i don't i i this is way too complicated a question for me personally but uh is there a game or a genre that you haven't tried that you're dying to try and the answer is there are so many freaking games out there and there's new genres that are coming out every single gosh darn day that I don't know if I can truly answer that question. Uh, I will say that I'm, I have, well, the problem is I wish this person had told me if they were talking about games that are already out because there is, I would love to play the new Witcher, but it's not out yet. Uh, I would love to see what the cyberpunk uh, sequel is going to be because I think that would probably rock my socks off but I don't have access to that right now. I wish I had the patience uh -huh. to play FromSoft games. Yeah. I just don't. But I wish that were, like, of the genres I wish I could play, I guess, that I don't because I suck at them, it would probably be the Souls type of games. Because typically the combat's phenomenal. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yep. Like, there's so many good things about it. Yep. It's damn hard. It's the same thing. Like, I like FPSs, I've played Remnant. It's just so fucking hard. Actually, you know, there there is like there is like a sub genre of RPGs that I wish that I had more faith. Talk you talking about soul like games makes me think there are there's a lot of games out there um that are like RPG, they're usually turn based RPGs, and they mm -hmm. have the the permadeath. If the character dies in combat, Ooh. it's gone forever. And that Ooh. has scared me away from so many games. <laughs> from I think that's actually why I like action RPGs in the last year or two so much. Mm -hmm. Is, for the most part, particularly for the campaign, is you're just some overpowered dude going in, and you can just go, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. And not really have... You don't have to think about your builds. Like, I mean, lately I played... Last Epoch, Diablo 4, Path of Exile, uh, Grim Dawn in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And like none of those games for the campaign have I looked up any build whatsoever. Right. I do just fine game to end game. Now, you get to end game, you need meta. That's totally different. I'm fine with that. Right. But I like playing games where for the campaign, you don't have to do like eight hours of research and be able to write a dissertation about why you have to do things exactly correctly to beat the game. Or to, I just to like actually going get to the enjoyable part of the game. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's a large part why I like ARPG so much is the first 
X number of hours is just that's why I have recently really liked Warhammer 40,000 because it's just over gratuitous violence of killing evil things right. in space. It's just entertaining as hell to me to take a big old chainsaw flamethrower and just kill hundreds of mobs. Oh, God, yes. Uh, a, a game that I played uh, the last time I streamed, uh, a Tower of Fantasy. Uh, mm. First of all, I had a much better experience. Another MMO from Charlie? I had a much better experience. I actually wanted to continue to play the game as, as, in a, uh, comparison to Albion Online. Um, it, it's it got that anime feel. It definitely looks like a game that will nickel and dime you later, in, later on. But for right sure. now, I mean, I feel... As, I don't know. I, it, I, I felt more freedom. You know, I... If I'm going to play something online with, you know, lots and lots of people, I want that defiance experience where I could be a lone wolf and then jump into, you know, instant situations and help out. And depending on how much I helped out is how much I get credit for when the the mob boss or whatever falls. And did you feel that in Tower of Fantasy? I have not had that. I mean, in Tower of Fantasy right now, I'm, I'm strictly just, it's just me slicing and dicing and causing all kinds of mayhem, which I love. I, I like that. So, I mean, I'll, I'm definitely going, excuse me, I've got the hiccups. Um, I'm definitely going to at least give that game another um, try. And uh, nice. fun fact, if you were watching me uh, this past Tuesday on the stream, I did have my the game drops enabled. Uh, it turns out that the drops that... Um, that were being given out were f only for individuals who have PlayStation version of Tower of Fantasy and not the PC. So what are game drops? So <clears throat> game drops are if you get to basically as a streamer, um, they, you get a list of games that, um, that the developer or the publisher have enabled to give you like uh, it's basically a reward for watching a stream for so long. So, for example, if you watch me play 30 minutes of Tower of Fantasy, um, you would get an, indication, an indicator on Twitch that said, hey, you've now got this drop. Uh, you can link it to your account, and it will appear in your inbox in-game. Ah, interesting. Um, I used to... I used to that's how that's how I got some of the stuff for like Smite and uh, Paladins back in the day. Gotcha, that makes sense. So, but it's I saw Lost Epochs doing that for the release later this month. Yeah, there's there's a lot They're, of games that usually to kind of like drum up uh, the viewership and, and and participation of like a new release or uh, or a, a huge update or an event, they'll use Twitch to do drops. Nice. Yeah. So, anywho. Um, so I guess also, I, you know, like to actually enjoy an, an MMO where I'm not constantly being, you know, uh, shown, uh, constantly being thrown down to the ground going, well, it's because you don't have a party, so you can't actually play this game with, without actually sure. being told that. God dang it. I want to play. If I want to enjoy the game by myself, I want to enjoy the game by myself. I'm not looking for in-game. I'm not. It's it's not even in-game content, or, or you know, uh, it's it's literally just the third round of missions out of 
a thousand or something. And it's like, oh no, sorry, you can't do that. Anyways, um, bless you, Zelius. Although no one heard it, but I saw it, so haha. I have to remember, like, wait, which tab has my mute? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I believe we've reached our end of our show. Uh, so I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout for myself, Charlie, and Zilius. It's been a pleasure giving everything that come, giving you everything that comes out of our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. And remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.